Welcome to Primal Learning. Are you a parent who struggles to motivate your child? Are you a teacher who would like some tips on how to manage student behaviour? Are you a school leader trying to determine the best way to support your staff? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Damien Barry, and this is a podcast that explores four broad areas which I believe are important, or at least of interest to many people, and these are learning, schools, education, and teaching. In this podcast, my goal is to debunk myths, provide helpful advice, explore the difficult topics, critique the burning issues, and debate the latest trends. I will look at what works, what doesn't, what annoys and what confounds for parents, students, teachers, and those who'd simply like to understand a bit more about the world of learning and schooling in general. So let's get into it. Welcome to episode two of Primal Learning. At the end of episode one, I got a little bit excited and said that in this episode, I'd try to explore what parents can do to support their child from prep to year 12. Now, even as I said that, a little voice inside my head was saying, you idiot, you can't possibly cover such a broad topic in one podcast. Well, my little voice was right. I can't do it justice, so I'll focus on the high school or secondary years in this episode and then hit the primary in episode three. In saying that, plenty of things that I will touch upon today are directly applicable to kids regardless of their age. For instance, I have a boy in year 10 and a daughter in grade 1, and there are a number of strategies that I try to apply to both of them, including the other two in between. But first, a disclaimer. I am no parenting expert. My wife and I struggle on a daily basis to navigate the complexities of childhood, adolescence, school, social media, friendships, popular culture, and simply just work extracurricular activities and school life in general. One would think that since I have four kids and have taught children for 25 years that I'd have it all sorted. Wrong. My five-year-old is addicted to YouTube. My 15-year-old refuses to eat breakfast and lives on a steady diet of meat and ice cream. My 13-year-old refuses to read anything apart from the sports section of the paper. He can tell you every rugby league stat since 1980. My 12-year-old only just worked out how to tie his own shoelaces. Yep. Father of the year right here. However, despite these failings, I've managed to get a few things right and helped a few other parents along the way. So buckle up, people. What I'm about to tell you may go against the grain a little, may not even be textbook quality, and you may actually disagree, but that's okay. Parenting is not a perfect science. If at all you could just get a few little tips along the way, then that's just wonderful. So let's start in a pretty unlikely place, I guess, and that's around the concept of exercise makes you smart yep tip number one exercise makes you smart we all know that exercise is good for us but did you know that exercise also makes you smarter have a read of the book by professor john medina called brain rules it's an easy read it's a good read those who exercise outperform couch potatoes and tests that measure long-term memory reasoning attention and problem solving exercise helps with sleep concentration anxiety mental health energy levels, self-esteem, it even slows the aging process, you beauty. Add some outdoors exercise and you have possibly the best natural medication and therapy that anyone could possibly hope for. Now, here's the good news. We don't need much of the stuff to reap the benefits. 30 minutes, two to three times per week, will do the trick. Add some strength training if possible. Get some muscle on that frame and build your core. Humans are not meant to sit all day, and teenagers certainly aren't meant to sit all day either. Exercise must be built into the life of any student. It should be part of any school week and any work week for that matter. 
I hear you say, all right, Damien, that's wonderful. You're a bloody genius. But how do I get my game-addicted son to get some exercise or my social media-addicted daughter to suddenly have enthusiasm for a 7 a.m. park run? Well, here are some practical suggestions that you may just want to try. So number one, this may be bleedingly obvious, but parents, you are the boss. Take control of the situation. Tell them how it's going to be. It won't be easy and they will fire up, but don't let that dissuade you. If you don't, you could be actually unleashing upon the world an insipid, entitled, self-absorbed little adult. We don't want that, do we? So take control, parents. Number two, role model it yourself. No point telling 14-year-old Stacy to go out for a walk if you don't do it yourself. And look, I don't care if you're a single parent working a 60-hour a week. You need to find the time for your own benefit as much as your children. Number three, start small and start light. No boot camps at 5am or drill sergeant style personal trainer barking orders at you. A 20 minute walk with the dog will do just fine. Tip number four, add a bit of a game element to it. Something to distract from the exercise itself. Things like a bit of basketball or frisbee or soccer or even things like a bit of nighttime orienteering that I've seen people do where they run around the suburban streets you know, looking for little you know, orienteering markers. That's a great little way to get a bit of exercise and spend a bit of time with other people as well. Which takes me to point number five. Go with friends. Work out with friends. You can have a bit of a chat as you walk or as you run or as you work out. Some of the best conversations that I had with my dad as a teenage boy were as we were walking in the dark around the streets of my little hometown outside of Cairns. Great way to build connections, build relationships and get a bit of exercise along the way. Now you don't need much exercise, a little, a little bit does go a long way. Your child will feel better, they'll sleep better, they'll study better, they'll concentrate longer and you'll have better connections with your child as well. But don't feel the urge that you just have to or feel the need to race off to, to the local gym and sign up to a 12 month plan. Now if that excites you, sure go for it but I've seen that enthusiasm wear off pretty quickly after a few weeks and, and gyms can be pretty intimidating, particularly for the first timer. So just start small, start light, start with something that's realistic and, and build from there. So a bit of a recap. We've covered the first suggestion, which is exercise uh, and the benefits of it, and we've really barely touched upon school too much at all. So, so as you see, we're just trying to build a base here. No point exploring the surface issues without first building this base. So you know, exercise is, is step number one. And another sort of foundation point or another um, base that we want to sort of build is, is around the topic of sleep and the importance of sleep. So most of us are aware that sleep boosts brain power. We've all felt great after a good night's sleep and a chronic lack of the stuff is akin to being drunk or, or having uh, Alzheimer's. So how in the heck can we expect our kids to learn if they do not get enough sleep? But how much sleep is enough? There is no definitive answer, but the general rule of thumb is at least eight hours for a typical adolescent. Some may need a little bit more and some may uh, maybe need a little bit less. But if it feels right for the child and they are functioning well, then just go with it. Don't stress. Some points to note around sleep. Number one, a mid-afternoon nap is completely normal and biologically okay. Some of our greatest minds in human history had regular afternoon naps. Number two, the concept of sleep on it is a real thing. The brain is very active overnight during sleep. Problems are solved purely by sleeping on it. Number three, the concept of sleep debt is a real thing. The lack of sleep 
day after day will accumulate, making you feel and act as though you've had a few beers too many, or that you are completely losing your marbles. So catch up on it, and pay it back when you can. And finally, a lack of sleep over a long period of time makes, makes us, wait for it, fatter and looking older. So if that's not reason enough to get more sleep, then I give up. But again, that's all nice stats and info, but how do you get a teenage boy or a girl to get off their devices and into the world of Nod? So here are some suggestions. Again, some practical suggestions. So parents, like I said before, you are in charge. Take back control. You aren't their best mate. They will say that you are the worst parent in the world. They will say that all their mates are allowed to stay up as late as they want. That's all garbage. So in the world, words of the 1980s rock band Toto, hold the line. Number two, just talk to them. I know it sounds easy uh, and it, it's, it, 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 you know, it may be easier for some rather than others, but give them a reason why, why sleep and exercise is so important. So just talk us through with them. Uh, so the, give them some of the reasons that I've already explained. And they may still disagree and they may argue the point because they're teenagers and that's what they do. But just give it a go and give it a go in a calm way. Don't descend in an argument with them. It may actually work. Number three, encourage a little bit of reading and not via their iPad. So, you know, something via the good old-fashioned page turner, whatever. It can even be the paper. It can be comics. It can be fiction, non-fiction, whatever works for them just to sort of uh, quieten the mind a little bit so they can... Uh, get a good night's sleep number four is the concept of exercise again so exercise will help sleep uh, i don't mean right there in the bedroom at you know 10 or 11 o'clock at night but you know during the week or during that day a bit of exercise will certainly help them sleep better at night another point is just try some good old milk and cookies <laughs> so you know food digestion may actually help the sleep process in fact good wholesome foods uh, throughout the week will help and finally routine Get that routine happening. Starting as soon as they come home from school or after their part-time job or after their music lesson or after their sports training session. So toddlers thrive on the routine. We're used to that as parents. So too will the bigger toddlers known, known as teens. We've explored the concept of exercise and sleep and we still really haven't stepped through the school gates. I'll finish this podcast in about 18 hours at this rate. So I'm going to have to spread this, I think, a little bit over the next few weeks. But first, here are some broad tips and tricks or ideas and suggestions surrounding school called Surviving Year 11 and 12. And this is mainly for parents, this bit. When it comes to subject selection time, this usually happens around grade 10, and they're preparing for grade 11 and 12 and thinking about what subjects they should be choosing, and there's all sorts of thoughts and ideas around you know, potential career paths beyond grade 10. If in doubt, choose subjects that the kids enjoy and that they are good at. And that's usually a pretty good indication of how well they'll go in grade 11 and 12. That's a start anyway. The next little tip for parents is, is to reach out to teachers early and regularly in the school year. Um, or any time throughout the school year for that matter. There's nothing wrong with a check-in. Even if you, your child is in grade 12, it really doesn't matter. Even more so. You know, your 16-year-old son or daughter, they'll be mortified by this, of course. Which is even more reason to do it. Who cares if you don't know the content? That's not the point. You don't need to know algebra or trigonometry. That just doesn't really matter. What matters is you need to know what, what your child is, is studying, when things are due, uh, and just their general work ethic and progress in class. Uh, and you can support them on, in that journey as well. So check in regularly with their teachers. Teachers like it. They expect it. They like to have that partnership with parents. So, so get stuck into that. A little bit of gaming is okay as well. Like computer gaming, I mean. 
Look, I'm not one of those people who think that video games are the root of all evil. If your child is gaming until 2am most nights, then yep, Houston, we have a problem, sure. But a few hours spread across the whole week as a bit of downtime, really, who cares? Uh, let them go for it. Pick your battles. Next one is encourage an appropriate level of socialising outside, face-to-face stuff, not just via Snapchat. And maybe we'll talk a bit more about boyfriend-girlfriend relationships some other time, but for now, encourage healthy relationships. Part-time jobs are okay, and I, I wouldn't do any more than 10 hours per week. I, maybe 12 hours is, is certainly pushing it, but you know, part-time jobs teach them a whole range of other things about the world of work and just socialising and interacting with other people. So th- they're good, and if anything, it just gets them away from other distractions in some cases plus they earn a little bit of coin and coin along the way so part-time jobs are good even in grade 11 and 12. Next point is if your child is miserable at school if they're disconnected from school I don't just mean that they're superficially disinterested in school like my boy in grade 8 is sometimes I mean that that they're deeply unhappy about the very thought of going to school and they're well they're coming home from school in the afternoon completely distraught make some changes you have to make some changes so start by talking to someone at school if the school is less than helpful or dismissive change schools the mental well-being of your child is all that matters widen your view of success so what does that mean it means that the atar pathway or the op pathway as it used to be known but it's atar now in queensland and all other states that matter it means that that pathway may not be suitable for everyone and there are some fabulous careers that can be gained via a vocational pathway or even a hybrid model. So just widen your view of success a little bit. Give them space. Give your, your teenage son or daughter a bit of space, but stay connected. Do not disconnect from them altogether or just think that they're old enough to look after themselves. It's the worst thing you can do. Know their friends. And just as importantly, know their parents. Get their phone numbers. If they're at a party and they call you at 3 a.m. because they're stuck somewhere, go get them. You'd rather they call you even if they are in a bit of strife than not call you at all. And don't berate them when they get in the car. Give them a hug instead. Pull into Maccas on the way home, even better. You've probably had enough ear bashing for one day. I do have some handy tips for adolescents to make their life a little bit easier as well. But I think I'll leave that for another episode. I call it playing the game. The game of school. And there are ways to win this game to make family life a little smoother as well. My kids are very familiar with the game and yours can be too. Thank you for listening to Primal Learning. Next episode, we'll focus on that topic as well, looking at um, playing the game, but we'll also start to explore uh, how you can support your child who's possibly in the primary years of schooling. So thank you. Take care. I hope you've enjoyed this week's topic. This podcast has been recorded and produced at the Brisbane Podcasting Centre. Before we go, don't forget to click on the subscribe button for this podcast wherever you listen and give it a rating. You can find me on social media such as Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram or contact me via email at dbarry1913 at gmail.com. You can even leave a suggestion for a future topic if you wish. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. I'll have another episode in two weeks. I'm Damien Barry. Thanks for listening to Primal Learning.